So you're a dentist, eh? You're in the right place. This is the Canadian Dentist Podcast with Dr. Carlo Biasucci, where you'll get a truly Canadian approach to building a low-stress, highly profitable practice and live life on your terms. Learn more at TheElitePractice.com. So the office has has done a training session. The team is excited. The next week, things fall back to the same old routine. How do you set the expectation to ensure that what was learned in the training is implemented? Great question. So we always talk about it this way. When you have a training session, let's say you have an hour, 45 minutes of learning, 15 minutes of synthesis. So 15 minutes of discussing how will we implement this and who will do what and by when. It's an action item sheet, right? right. So you go through a training and through the training, you're, you've got all oh, these great ideas. Oh, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Good. Write them down. At the end, leave time. Don't just like hit pause and then run to see the patient. No, no, no. Leave enough time to discuss how are we going to implement this in our office? What does this look like here for us, right? And when, when the team discusses it, something interesting happens is it becomes their ideas, and they're way more likely to buy in and actually deliver those things, right? Rather than to say, okay, watch this video and then do this. Well, okay, but like, I feel like I'm just being dictated to, which is true. Whereas if I have the opportunity to speak a little and say, oh, I think that's a good idea, we should do it. If I just say that much, we're way more likely to go ahead, right? So if the team can then have it such that everyone gets a chance to say their piece, yay or nay, how are we going to integrate this into our office to get the best results? Then you're now getting somewhere. But the key to that is, is the full action items sheet we have in all of our workshop binders, right? What are we going to do? Who's going to do it? Ideally not the doctor and when, right? And then keep reviewing that every time you sit down for a training session, right? How do we do on what we've done so far? Don't just take all these action item sheets. because That's another dumping ground. We have right. a binder of action item sheets and we never look at them again. Well, no. Keep reviewing them and break them up by department. The team lead for each department gets the relevant ones and keep working through that stuff on your weekly team lead meetings, right? That should be a thing that we're trying to do. Otherwise, then, you know, what are we accomplishing? Right. You're wasting time. A lot of people don't want to take time away from production from team leader meetings. We're kind of going into this and quarterly retreats. How important are these meetings for moving the business forward? Yeah. Okay. So... If you spend, boy, we used to spend, I would say it was at least a day a month in total, a productive day a month in total in the office training. And I would say that for when we started, this is going back years now, uh, because we, we had been doing this for years and years. When we started implementing very systematic, very intentional training of the team, the bottom line not only went up, but we tripled the practice in three years, okay? So how worried am I about that day of production when now I have a whole team of engaged people who can just do a little more than they would have done otherwise, right? So it's like it's like you're, you're re-energizing, you're winding up your team again for the next month by having that meeting or for the next week by having that meeting. Well, if they just do like 10% more than they would have done otherwise, but because they have that extra energy, that extra desire to, to do, they have that, that inspiration now, 
that extra 10% is way more than you could possibly lose by that hour of training. Like, just do it. Right. The, the, the return on your training time is exponential. If you don't believe me, go look up Cheesecake Factory. Go look up um, Southwest Airlines. Go look up other businesses, particularly the, the case study of Cheesecake Factory and Ritz Carlton. Like, just go study what they do with a first-year um, new employee. Like, Ritz Carlton will put in, like, 200 hours into a new employee. Well, what does that what does that do? You're creating, first of all, longevity for this employee. You're investing in them. You're creating a an employee who can now accelerate through the ranks and, and go from the very basics to a, a more functional employee in your organization. Cheesecake Factory had the best margins of any restaurant ever for the, the extra time that they invested in their staff. They invested more time than any other restaurant chain and they were more profitable than any other restaurant. Well, how do you do that? It's, it all comes back to training. When you read their case studies, it's training time with new people. If you leave them to their own, they fall into bad habits, they fall into shortcuts, they fall into, you know, you name it, basically all, all the things that you don't want a new employee to do. Whereas if you invest in them and you coach them and you grow them, then, you know, the sky's the limit with what you can do with people. And we have seen it time and time again. Like that's part of the reason why the team development interviews are so important. Find out what this person wants to grow and learn in and help them get there. And then you see these people who start from, you know, they were a waitress in three years, three years ago, and now they're like your team lead for clinical assistance. Like this happens, right? It but it doesn't happen without intention. And if you invest the time in people, like what does it cost to, if you can't find a dental assistant, you desperately need one, but you were able to take someone and you were able to do that. Like, to this day, the clinic still operates mostly on uncertified people that, that we hired and trained from somewhere else, right. right? The clinical assistant that I work with isn't a clinical assistant. She was a paramedic, right? And we hired and trained and grew that person into the role that they're in now and still a good employee. Like, you, your competition can't compete with that. Literally, they can't touch that because you have this, you have a, uh, a system for growing people. And yeah, it takes time to do it. It takes money. It takes downtime and production. I know. But at the same time, it's in the long game, you're exponentially further ahead than you would ever be by getting that one day of production and then having turnover to deal with and having other issues to deal with and having stagnant lack of growth to deal with, right? So we ask for people, here, I'm going to do a shameless plug. We ask for people to spend 90 minutes a week studying our material. The average client, we just did our numbers last week, grows by $27,000-ish a month in new money. We have we can see how that turns into an increase in practice value of north of a million and a half in one year. Okay? It's true. And an increase in their bottom line by 50% or more in the average office in one year. Why would you not do the 90 minutes a week? Like so you think that couple thousand dollars of production that you may or may have lost is actually worth not getting that? Like the math doesn't make sense, right? So I'll leave it at that. And I'm just going to add a little question to it as well. So this is more pertain. Well, you're, you're starting working with us. Um, you're a new client working with us. Um, you know all the statistics and the numbers and how we could really improve your business. But your schedule is full and your team comes to you and says, we don't have that 90 minute block for months in the schedule. How would you kind of encourage the team and 
Where would you go with that? Good question. What did I do? You just asked us to find the time and and work it out amongst each other. Figure it out. Yeah. Move but patients if you need to. to. Yeah. Yep. Optimally pull patients up. Don't push them back if you can help it, but open the schedule. Find a way. Perfect. Figure it out because if you wait four months to to start doing what you need to do, then it's four months that you're just wasting. Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? Like if you don't have the time, I understand you don't have the time, and it's difficult to ask people to give up their own time then don't do that. Just pull the first patient out of the morning once a week. Mm-hmm. Period. Just do it. Find another spot for them. You know? Excellent. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Canadian Dentist Podcast. If you want to know how Dr. Biasucci tripled his practice in three years and cut his work week in half, request your free information kit at theelitepractice.com.